You're tuning in and turning on to the Inside Game with Mitch Newman. A chance to dig in and dig deep and how to move from all or nothing results, even sporadic results, to sustainable lifetime results in every aspect of your personal and professional life. Truth be told, none of us escape stuff. And what would it be like to effectively weather any season or storm that comes your way with determination, dignity, with grace, and gratitude? Knowing the truth of who you are will always carry you well across the finish line. So if you're ready to match your insides with your outsides, let's jump in. So interestingly enough, not surprising because <laughs> that's the course of my day. I get a phone call from a client and really just expressing deep frustration over a lack of communication and understanding and clarity with uh, their significant other. And everything was going so good and I don't understand. I thought we had an agreement. I thought everything was clear. And I said, well, listen, it's really interesting this whole concept of listening and being heard and some of the roadblocks from an inside game standpoint that stand between us and really being effective as listeners. And I go through this all the time myself. Just the other day, my wife said to me, you didn't move the nightstand back. You didn't move my nightstand back. I go, what are you talking about? She said, I asked you to to move my nightstand back because of all the wires, and you didn't do it. Now, in my mind, the thought was, there is no way in the world, on this planet or any other planet, that my wife asked me to, to move her nightstand and put it back in place. <laughs> when in truth, most likely, because my ego kind of was stirred a little bit in that moment, there's no way she asked me that. But she probably did, and I really wasn't listening. And I really wasn't listening. And so one of the dynamics that happens in the process of not listening is uh, doing too many things. We're all doing too many things. We have too many thoughts going on, too many things happening. I was taking the other day, I, was, I, I became fascinated, have become fascinated with sign language wasn't before, but I'm so interested in words and language and how things translate and meaning. So I said, you know, I'm going to go online and I'm going to just go onto YouTube and just look at some basic sign languaging classes or videos on just learning some new words, just practicing the idea of it. And I'm doing it and there's music playing in the background. There's a million things going on. I've got other stuff going on. I'm making notes on something else that I'm doing. And I'm practicing the sign language. I go, wow, this is really cool. I'm like, God, I'm, I'm, I'm memorizing what I've done. And well, this is fantastic. This is great. And three days later, I thought about it. And I go, wait, how do you say that? And I'm like, practicing and I'm realizing it's completely gone. Like, There's a couple things that are there, but mostly for the most part, it's gone. And it's a challenge in the process of really genuinely listening because so often, we are listening in the moment from a place of what our immediate needs are. So if someone is listening to their spouse, they're just thinking in the moment how something maybe affects them. But are they really present to the experience that their partner's having? So there's a number of things that go on. And I, I remember years ago, I worked for the guy 
who was a friend of mine, and he was involved in um, in redoing, remodeling, refurbishing nursing homes. He was having a really, really difficult time with his subcontractors because in order for it to work smoothly, certain things had to happen in a certain order. And he just couldn't quite understand why things were going as they were going. So I said, well, you know, let me, let me, let me, you tell me what you want done and then you'll come with me to the job site and I'll talk to your guys and you'll get a chance to see how things fall apart. So get out to the job site. I'm giving everybody instructions. I need you to do this first. I need you to do this. I need you to do this. I'm giving instructions to everybody. Everybody's nodding. And then I said to them, I said, uh, is everybody clear on what needs to get done? And everybody nodded yes. And I said, great. And I just looked at one guy and I said, could you please reflect back to me what I just said? And he couldn't. And I looked at the next guy because he knew I was about to ask him and he just started to laugh. <laughs> they knew what their job was. They knew that they do the floors and they know how to do their floors and their job, but they weren't really listening. They were distracted. They were thinking about a million other things. Why is this guy even talking to us? So it's really, it's a powerful, powerful tool listening. And it's an effective tool provided that you are really present to what's going on inside of you when you're being asked to, to listen, when someone is making a request of you, when someone is making an agreement with you that you may be saying yes to. And so I find it super helpful. And this is really the the, the process today, which is what is really going on for us in the process of listening? Because when we're listening, in many ways, what we're we're listening basically and a lot of times to respond, to react to what somebody is saying to us based on our agenda, not necessarily theirs. And in many ways, the act of listening is almost unto itself is like learning a new language. And so what are the ways that we prepare ourselves? What are the ways in which we move forward with other people? So there's a greater level of clarity. So I don't forget or dismiss or because I'm so focused on something else, not even hear that I made an agreement with my wife to move her, her, her end table by her bed. I mean, I, 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 I did, I must've, I must've said yes. And then blanked on it because I was thinking about too many other things. So one of the things that, because it, it, communication is where so many things break down and with the understanding that listening is an art form unto itself, there's so many different components to actively listening to what somebody is sharing and listening from their perspective that what are some of the things that we can do internally as far as our own inside game to kind of just slow things down, just slow it down to just genuinely get more present in the present moment. And sometimes it's how we request someone else. We, we request the time of someone else that we're talking to to be able to say, Hey, do you have a few minutes where we can chat, where we can just get super clear on some things? Phones are down. 
There's no kids around. There's nobody interrupting. There's nothing else that's present. There's no TV in the background that you're kind of looking over your <laughs> your spouse's shoulder, perhaps, at the TV, that you're really just really, really present. And you really make a conscious decision that I'm going to be an active listener and I'm going to pay close attention to what is being asked of me. And so there's a process to that. And it's just about presence. It's just about pure presence. I'm here in this moment now. I am with you. One of the ways in which I support myself in that sense of presence is to make eye contact with somebody. If I'm in person with somebody, if I'm not, then I have to let them know that you have my undivided attention. I'm not doing any, just want to let you know, I'm not doing anything else. I'm not looking at any computer screens. I'm not checking my phone. I am listening to you. And just that act of being completely present changes everything. And then in the process of learning this new language of listening, and and so often because we're listening really for what it is that somebody's asking of us, but not necessarily the, the depth of meaning behind it or the importance of it, we don't want to also be dismissive of it at the same time. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's probably what I did with my wife. I was probably in a million things, and she said, can you move my side table? Uh, yeah, okay, I'll take care of it. And then I just moved on. But I really wasn't there with her. It wasn't present fully present in the moment because I was off somewhere else. Physically moving through the house, in my mind, a million things, a million thoughts going through my head. So part of it is that is that willingness to slow down, to really get present. And so eye contact is a great way. If I'm talking to somebody on the phone, if I'm talking to somebody and they're asking me for something and I'm realizing that I'm starting to get distracted, I'll just take a brief second and I'll just close my eyelids and I'll just take a couple nice breaths. And the breath will bring me back to the present moment. It'll just calm everything down. And I'll often say, you have my undivided attention. So those are just two elements in the art of listening. Just the willingness to be able to just get fully present, use my breath to ground myself in the moment and to say, what is it that you need from me? How can I be of support? What's going on? And then when a request is being made, to be able to reflect back to the person, the art of reflecting back. So if I'm hearing you accurately, what you would like me to do is blank. Is that correct? Yes. Great. Is there a time frame for it? Is it something that you would prefer that I, if I could do it now, um, do you need it done in the next 24 hours? Could you be specific as to when you would like that taken care of? So now what we're doing is we're drilling down for clarity. We're drilling down for clarity to make sure that we're heard, to make sure that we understand the commitment, to make sure that the person who's asking for the commitment feels heard. And that there's an agreement in place and there's an understanding in place. And guess what? It's not always perfect. Sometimes with the greatest of intentions. Sometimes with the greatest sense of commitment, of love, of respect. We mess up. We mess up. And so part of that becomes then our willingness to go back and course correct and, and to be able to take ownership of the mess up and to to kind of get back in someone's good graces, to to reconnect 
from an integrity standpoint, to get back an integrity with them around that. And a lot of times what we end up doing is we end up judging ourselves for messing up or feeling like we're judged. And in those moments, I put pen to paper and I realize that if I'm in that place of judgment, that I need to really create a space for forgiveness. With the understanding and knowing that I'm not a perfect man, I'm not a perfect father, I'm not, I'm not a perfect business partner, I'm not a perfect friend, not a perfect, I'm not a perfect husband, no. But to forgive myself for any and all judgments around that. Because it's the judgment piece that keeps me away from presence. It's the judgment piece that keeps me away from gratitude. It's the judgment piece that keeps me away from the, 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 the purity of ownership that's necessary in a situation to be able to be accountable for something I perhaps agreed to do and didn't do. And I don't look at it as, I don't say, well, say, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. I don't know about you, but to me, a lot of times I'm sorry are, are like throwaway words. I'm sorry. It won't happen again. Wow. Instead, it's like, wow, I take ownership of that. That's on me. I made an agreement with you and I didn't follow through. I'd like to recommit to that agreement. But first, I'm going to go in the other room and I'll do some forgiveness around that if you're okay with it. <laughs> that can be a conversation with somebody or it could be in your own mind. Because I know that I need to clear up the judgment component. I know I need to find that sense of forgiveness within. Perhaps forgive somebody else as well. And in the understanding that that it's, it's an ongoing thing. Like somebody thinks that because of what I do for a living and how I support people and help people that I have this thing now. And I said, no, I, they literally did. I told them, I said, listen, this is not the pursuit of mastery is the pursuit of mastery. It's never achieved. You get better and better and better. Better is not a destination. It just means you get better. There's always going to be a deeper cut. There's always going to be another opportunity. And there are going to be times where you're going to mess up. But you have to have the components of your own inside game in place to create the barriers that are just waiting, you know, the opportunity for, for the old self to slip in, to make those mistakes, to, to, to be irresponsible, to be not present. All of those things just kind of waiting on the sidelines, waiting to just kind of jump in the game of your life and mess things up. Now, we've got to create, I call my inner home depot of tools. My inside game is, is, is pursuit of mastery for me. It's ongoing. It doesn't talked about this before. It's an on, inside game. It's an ongoing game. Always. So when I said to this person, I said, listen, you're describing to me something. You're, you and your spouse are learning a new language, a new way of communicating. And if you're not slowing down and you're not focused on your inside game and you're not realizing what you're doing or not doing, what you're saying or not saying, or who's speaking, is it, is it your adult self or is it younger self? Is it the wounded kid inside that's that's that has the that has the floor, or is it is it you the adult 
if you're not paying attention, if you're not working that inside game, you're going to have hiccups. And and trust me, and I, I told him, I said, trust me, I messed up already. I found out that I was supposed to move my wife's end table. I have no idea what she was talking about. And I also know with 100% certainty that she asked me because I trust her. But I wasn't listening. And I wasn't present. And I can argue the point. And I argued in my head. Well, maybe I said something out loud. I tend to say, I have no, I have zero recollection of you asking me that. Well, I did. Okay. I trust that. So there's a process here. There's a process here to creating effective communication, to create the level of communication where both parties feel heard, both parties feel complete in the experience of what is being shared. And sometimes it's, it's, it's because we are so challenged at times to be present, to stay there in the pocket of presence. That it's often best if we take it, take the, take the initiative and say, so if I'm hearing you accurately, what you would like me to do is blank. Or sometimes it's the other person who says, so I've asked you to do X, Y, and Z, and you've agreed to doing that. And, and we're, we're going to be able to clear all this up and be able to move forward. Is that correct? Yes. And then we follow through. The most important communication skill that I've ever come across in multiple decades of coaching is listening. And how great often we are at listening to somebody in a grocery store or someone at the body shop then sometimes we are listening to the people that matter most to us, our kids, our significant other, our friends, our family. So it requires our energy. Most importantly, it requires our presence. And if you can remember to just take a couple breaths, if you can remember to just make eye contact, if you're face-to-face, If you can remember to just go, this is important to the person I'm talking with. And let them know you're giving them your undivided attention. And to hold that space of presence, hold it tightly. Respect it, revere it. and Give someone the opportunity to express what it is that they need, what it is that they want, whatever it is that they're requesting and that you're listening and that you're able to reflect that back to them because you were indeed listening and you're willing to make that agreement and then you're willing to follow through. Now a person feels valued. They feel heard. It improves the quality of your relationship moving forward. They know that you're someone that they can count on and also that you're not perfect that the perfection is often imperfect. (laughs) We'll see you again next time. So if you enjoy this episode and like what you're hearing, I would appreciate you subscribing to this podcast and 
consider sharing this as well with a friend who may have an interest in fine-tuning their own inside game. Any comments, reviews, suggestions, all are welcomed and appreciated. Tagging me in your stories is also a great way to pass the word and provide me with additional confirmation that the content is landing, at least somewhere. (laughs) And if I'm missing the mark, don't hold back. I want to hear that too. So until next time, don't hesitate to dig in, go deep, and find your magic.